Hannah Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I have with me Laura Gale Black, here to talk about her books, writing, and all things cozy. Laura, would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? Hi. Don't know what I need to say other than that. I wasn't prepared for an <laughs> interview. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I write the the antique bookshop mysteries with uh, Jenna Quinn as the heroine. Um, she gets herself in all kind of trouble. <laughs> so, is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? No, not really. I intentionally keep it separate from my actual life. You, you as an author, you periodically get asked. Oh, can you name a character after me? No, no, I can't. No, I, I never will. Simply because the second you make that character do something that they wouldn't do or they don't like, then it comes back on you with, oh my gosh, people are going to think I did that. Well, no, not if I don't name the character after you. So, so I don't create situations, people, settings, anything that are real. It all just comes out of my very weird brain. <laughs> that is probably the first time I've had someone answer that question that way, which is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, what advice would you have for those who want to write mysteries or cozies or just write in general? Um, learn, 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 learn. Read, read, read. Because becoming an author is one of the few, for lack of a better word, professions that you can can jump into without a formal education behind it. And too many jump into it without wanting to be patient enough to go through the months and sometimes years to learn how to do it well. So read extensively in the genre you like. Join some creative writing groups and some critique groups. Um, read books on writing in your particular genre. Learn about character motivations and how to avoid passive voice and all the little catchphrases that you hear when you get in some of these writing groups on Facebook or whatnot. And, and make sure you understand them. The other thing is find editors that can help you. Don't trust yourself to catch it all. A, a very common question I see people ask regularly is, do I really need an editor since I'm going to be sending it to an editor at a publishing house? Yes. That's like asking, do you want to show up to a job interview in sweatpants? Because they're going to tell you what you need to wear to your job. Well, put your best foot forward. Always, 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 and learn how to do that up front. That is some great advice. And really, I I agree with the finding an editor 100%, because one, I know my strengths and weaknesses. Editing is one of my weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that I was born in the wrong century when it comes to my punctuation and grammar if i were in ancient greece i'd be spot on <laughs> learn punctuation and grammar in what second grade maybe third 
And then they never go over those rules again. We're just supposed to magically remember this. And we get in our high school English classes and the teachers also learned it in second grade. So so a lot of people are going on on guesswork. And so it's never really taught again as we get older, unless you become a teacher who is going to be teaching grammar. So, Right. And what's worse is I personally have dyslexia. So mm, mixing mm-hmm. up spellings lately have been like for simple words like four. So right. I have a lot of froze going around in my <laughs> that you can't trust spell check because it's spelled right as a different word it won't flag it so absolutely (laughs) and now i've learned that some programs have autocorrect and oh don't ever trust autocorrect (laughs) never 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 it's a good idea (laughs) look at the things that especially um iphones autocorrect and and I'm like, who who said that? I didn't even type that. That that's not said at all. And it will take correct things and turn it into this jumble of stuff that doesn't even make sense. And yeah, I I, I wonder who programs those because it, it comes up with some weird stuff. Yeah, there's one friend of mine said I like to think no sent me something that said I like to think of autocorrect as an elf who is trying to be helpful. But is actually quite drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that that is cute. I like that. <laughs> I'll have to remember that. I'm going to picture a drunk elf next time. I really will. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite character in your books, or would you get in trouble with your other characters? I don't know. I really in my books. I I. I don't know. They all have kind of a special place for me because, you know, they're all my babies. I created, that's like asking a mother, does she have a favorite child? And while they'll say, I have favorite things about each child, I don't have a favorite child per se. So it's the same way with my characters for me. I don't have a favorite character. Um, I, I, I love them all. They've all got their soft spot for me. I get that. I get that. And yeah, definitely. I could not pick 100% a favorite character yeah. from my books either. So, <laughs> Besides, you don't want to make the rest of them mad at you by picking a favorite one because then they won't talk to you. And that's kind of a bad thing to go to. Yeah, and my characters tend to be like little two-year-olds when they get mad, so I end up with writer's block because they don't want to talk. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Of course, it's always worse when you have a character that you have do something dumb, and they end up in what I call the corner of shame for years. (laughs) And then you've got the ones that look at you when you have them do something and go, no, I wouldn't do that. I'm going to do that. make me do that and you try to make them do that and it doesn't work and you end up rewriting chunks of your your work because they refuse to do what you want them to do because they get get money this is the only profession where you can literally listen to the voices in your head and somebody doesn't try to put you in the special room with the nice white coat 
that lets you have <laughs> on. Right. So. And, and what's worse is, uh, I wrote, let's see, the second in my so far three book series, and I had it all set up for certain character to be the killer. Oh no. By the time I was done. New character over here that I hadn't introduced yet. Oh dear. Is <laughs> like, wait, no, the clothes weren't pointing to you. Why are you the killer? <laughs> well, I'll make a confession in one of my books. I, one of my very dearest friends um, is also a writer. Um, but he is my last line of read it before I send it off to the publisher. And and I was running behind with this particular book, which is not often unusual. Um, and she's reading it. So she's only a few chapters behind me reading while I'm continuing to, to write the rest of it. And she, um, I'm like, 50 pages from the end of the book. She pops up and says, I'm really thinking it's character X that did it. And I'm really going to be disappointed if it's character X because it's too easy. And I'm sitting here going, oh no, because it's character X. <laughs> so literally <laughs> the end of the book, because there had been another character jumping up and down going, oh, oh, wait, it's me. It's me. I did it. I did it. It was not that other character. It was me. And so 50 pages from the end of the book, I completely changed who done it and and finished it out and thought she's going to see this and go, you changed this. And, and, and it wasn't. She came back to me and went, well, I love the way you ended it. This was perfect. But if you could just go back and put just a tiny bit of foreshadowing, I didn't quite pick up on as I look back to say, oh, and I'm like, yeah, because there, there, there were none. So <laughs> I had to go back and. <laughs> little foreshadowing in and I showed her those spots and she said that's perfect and it went off to print so yeah oh that, that's it, hilarious yes it, those little things that happen that, that <laughs> your character anyway, so. uh, yeah I've got a a beta reader too and I sent my fourth book to them and he comments back does the sheriff have to get his job back? <laughs> <laughs> He's not very good at it. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, no. <laughs> That's how I do. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, I had put this new guy in a position where if the sheriff did not get his job back, he could become the new sheriff and he's good at his job but <laughs> the fact that the beta reader is like the sheriff's not very good at his job <laughs> well we have beta readers they're very valuable that's that last line of reading before it goes to the publisher you know <laughs> absolutely and they oh and they always seem to catch those things that it's like I did not think of that. Yeah, like, hey, this <laughs> this is problem. <laughs> so, do you have an author that's most influenced your writing? 
No, not really. I mean, I've, I read a lot of cozy mystery, although I came later to cozy mystery. I, when I was younger, all I would re read was science fiction. And I don't mean fantasy. I mean, hardcore science fiction or um, thriller. And generally it was spy type thriller, not horror stuff or um, serial killer or whatever. It was more like Robert Ludlum and things like that. But um, when I started reading Cozy Mystery, I really fell in love with it and decided that's what I wanted to write because it was light and easy and fun. And when you write things, you're you're in the world with these characters. And I'm I'm looking at some of these darker, more serious type things thinking that's not where I want my brain to spend its time every day. And so I liked the lighter, softer side of Cozy, the fact that it was something that makes people think that you got to try to figure out who done it along with the sleuth. And it was a challenge to be able to write that well enough where most people, you're always going to have somebody that guesses it up front. I mean, that's just statistics. <laughs> but you want to make sure most people can't guess until the last portions of the book, if they guess at all. But once you reveal who the killer is, they can look back and go, oh, oh, that's what that meant. I get it. And see where you were dropping little hints and clues along without being so blatant that they figure it out by chapter three and the book is boring. You know, and it's it's a tough line to walk. Definitely. It's, it's hard putting that little... Um, note that says meet me at x point right. or, or whatever the clue is right right and with mine it's even harder because it's a little bit magic clues and you're like and you're like okay how can i make this a magic clue and not be like absolutely neon arrow going killer killer right right like i said Hey, here's the murder weapon. By the way, I did it. <laughs> Friend. Yeah, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Or where everything falls together so conveniently for the author that it's unrealistic. So you, it's also tough to make sure that how it all plays out is as close to believable as possible. <laughs> I still believe that one person in this itty bitty tiny town would find this many bodies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> many of us have ever found one. But it's the Jessica Fletcher syndrome. We went back week after week after week after week to watch this woman find bodies. Everybody in her family had been accused of murder at least five times. <laughs> right. A restaurant or a hotel or something. Somebody died. I I'm sorry. No one... <laughs> Is ever in this and, and it, when you write cozy you have to walk that fine line of how do I make it believable that this person who is not involved in law enforcement not a private detective not an attorney not anybody who would logically be associated with death finds all these bodies because they have to find them it can't be that somebody else found it and told them about it they have to be a finding this body and and yeah it's 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 definitely a challenge <laughs> yeah fortunately there have been books i've read that handle that really well where the characters 
just kind of traveling around and they end up, you know, at a oops location or whatever. <laughs> mm. But yeah, like with Murder, She Wrote and Jessica Fletcher, you're just kind of like, how is this town keeping its population? No wonder you had to move to New York. <laughs> Somebody told me once, what, and I can't unhear it now. What if Jessica was really the killer all along? <laughs> what if she was this killer and just was really good at blaming it on other people? And I'm just like, wow, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> now, be wrong. Jessica Fletcher is one of my favorite characters ever on on anything. And and uh, so, yeah, I, I love my Jessica Fletcher. Yeah. For me, it's Jessica Fletcher uh, and James Quillren. Those two are like my favorite all-time cozy mystery characters ever. <laughs> hmm. With the lead detective from the number one ladies detective agency, a close third. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So if you and your main character sat down for coffee or tea or whatever your caffeine intake preference is, what would they get and what would you get? I would get a tea latte. Mm. Um, almond milk, because I have a dairy allergy. And none of the syrup, but two honeys, because I don't like the syrups. They taste fake to me. I don't like the chemically taste. And she would have a black coffee. Plain black coffee. Uh, simple character. None of the... <laughs> able to drink coffee. Coffee no longer loves me. And that's how I liked my coffee was black coffee. So, yeah, she would have black coffee. Uh, I am so the opposite. If I have, when I have coffee, I have like a scoop of Nesquik in it plus <laughs> mocha creamer in it. It's like, it's, it's like, like my it's more sugar than coffee. Would he like a little coffee with his creamer and sugar? Because <laughs> it's creamer and sugar, I think. <laughs> so when you're not writing, uh, what other hobbies do you enjoy doing? Um, I crochet, although not as much as I used to. I both design and stitch cross-stitch. Um, I do beadwork. Um garden I guess that's about it I, I want to learn to tap I've bought the stuff to learn to tap and I just haven't and I told myself I was going to learn to knit as well and I tried that for a few days and it just I, I struggled with it went back to crochet because <laughs> <laughs> with no hooks on it to grab the yarn and, and yeah that's kind of beyond me my hat's off to anyone that can actually successfully knit that is amazing <laughs> I can knit under the right conditions. <laughs> You're way better than me at it, I guarantee. <laughs> I tried needle tatting once, and that was an exercise in frustration. <laughs> yeah, I like, bought all the stuff for it, and it looks beautiful. I just haven't done it yet. So it, I've had it for a year. So I don't know if I'll actually do it. You know, maybe it will fall off in my big craft dresser with everything else that it's pretty to think about. So. <laughs> I mean, I got some pretty results from it, but 
oh, I could never stop the thread from tangling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, another one that I really want to try is doing like the chainmail jewelry. Oh, cool. Links put together to create like bracelets and necklaces and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and I want to try some of those patterns are really pretty. And I'd like to do that one of these days in my spare time. <laughs> Maybe when I'm retired. <laughs> that always looks really cool. Mm-hmm. So how can my Snoops and Sleuths follow you? Um, well, they can follow me on Facebook, Laura Gale Black. Um, I have a website, but it's down right now. I'm doing some things to it. Um, so I don't know when that's going to be back up. So the best thing they can do is just follow me on Facebook. Once I get everything back up and running, there will be an announcement there where they could go follow on the, the website as well. Um, I okay. do also have um, um, Twitter. I mean, not Twitter. Um, um, shoot, Pinterest. Thank you. The other one. <laughs> I am not a social media giant. I really am not. I'm from that era where social media didn't exist when I was younger. So, so yeah, it's it's one of those things. I will mix them up. But I do have a presence on um, Pinterest. But it's just you know cute little things and some Snoopy mystery writer stuff and nothing major. So, so the best place is Facebook. All right, now be. Sure to put the link to your Facebook on the show's notes. Thank you. Oh, I've had so much fun. I can't believe we're at the last question already. Goodness, okay. <laughs> what is the one complaint your characters would have about you as an author? Do I have to be honest? <laughs> Seriously. They would fuss because I went, they, they would fuss like my beta reader that I wait till the last minute because I, I have procrastination down to an art form. I call myself a professional procrastinator. Um, and I tend to wait till the last minute and then have to make the mad dash to get everything done. And and I think they'd like a little more time for me to actually think out some of the things. Um, <clears throat> they would probably complain that I don't listen enough to them. <clears throat> kind of get it in my head what I want them to do and I steamroll over them and don't always let them have their ways. Um, I guess that would be it though. I, I, I try to treat my characters well. I try to give them good development such that even the jerk characters can have some redemption unless they're the victim. Sorry, there's no redemption after that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I try to treat my babies well. I love that. Well, I've had so much fun talking with you. Thank you for being on the show. I have had fun talking with you too. This was a, a blast and, and uh, I look forward to doing it again sometime. Oh, absolutely. All right. <laughs> well, Snips and Sluice, you've heard another great interview here on the Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank you all for joining me on this journey. And if you're a cozy mystery author out there who'd like to be on the show, reach out to me at www thecozysleuth.com slash contacts and we'll get you on the schedule. Also, if you like Cozy Mysteries read by live actors, check out the Cozy Mystery Rats Maze wherever you find your favorite podcast. Until next time, this is Leanna Shields saying, keep cozy!